0: Picking up in the kind of Joseph section of the birth narrative. It is indeed Advent and this story that follows does take place after the birth of Christ. But it's tied to angel visits with Joseph. So listen for God's word in the second chapter of Matthew. Now after the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up! When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then it was fulfilled what had been spoken to the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they were no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee there he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled, he will be called a Nazarene. The word of the Lord. To God. Have you ever heard the ballad, the cherry tree carol? It it was written first, or they first discovered it being used in the early fifteenth century. And then later, as we move into into the United States, it got picked up in in Appalachia, and it it sort of merged together and became a a ballad that was sung a long time ago and and was sung in, in recent years. It relates to an apocryphal story of the Virgin Mary who was traveling to Bethlehem with Joseph for the census. The song talks about Joseph and Mary walked through an orchard green There were berries and cherries as thick as might seen There were berries and cherries as thick as might be seen Mary said to Joseph so meek and so mild Joseph gather me some cherries for I am with child Joseph gather me some cherries for I am with child Then Joseph flew in anger and in anger flew he Let the father of the baby get cherries for thee. Let the father of the baby get cherries for thee. Then up spoke baby Jesus from the mother's womb. Bend down the tallest branches that my mother might have some. Bend down the tallest branches that my mother might have some. Cried Mary, "Oh look thou, Joseph, I have cherries by command. Oh, look, thou Joseph, I have cherries by command. It's kind of a fun story about Joseph's mindset, what he might have been thinking about how his life is playing out before him. The Gospel of Matthew tells it a bit differently. In Matthew, no walking through the orchard to confirm what is taking place, but an angel appears to Joseph. Angels in Matthew seem different to me than angels in Luke. In Luke, we get the angel Gabriel showing up a couple of times, we get the heavenly host in the 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 brightly lit sky, speaking, announcing, singing to the shepherds, glorious things. In Matthew, the angel is talking about really difficult circumstances, even the threat of death. In Luke, when the angels say, do not be afraid... It almost seems like they're, they're saying, Do not be afraid of the incredible possibilities that await. In Matthew, when the angel says, Do not be afraid, it seems pretty clear that there is much of which to be afraid. Let's take a few moments and reflect on what the angel has to say to Joseph and Matthew. It seems to me that Joseph gets some angelic advice. Keep on changing. Let's put that into the context Joseph is in. He's been doing the right thing. We're told he's a a righteous man. He's been making decisions and changes to his life. He's not known as being righteous by accident when having to make choices, when choosing what to do with his life, he has made those changes that reflect his obedience to the rules of his faith tradition. He's also recently made some changes in his personal life. Namely, he's engaged to a young woman, Mary. We think about engagement in our own context, and and, and what I would say is, is ratchet that up a little bit and that's how serious engagement was in Jesus' time or in Joseph's time. It's a really serious commitment. Not that it's not in our time, but there are lots of things associated with it. Now he's about to make another change in his life. A big change. He's going to walk out of that engagement because his fiancée is pregnant and he knows that he is not the father. It's not just a, a question of broken trust in their relationship. It's a religious issue as well. Again, he's a righteous man. He abides by the commandments. He's righteous in the eyes of the Jewish tradition. And as such, he cannot stay in relationship with Mary who has been unfaithful to him. In fact, if you're a religious hardliner, you might argue she ought to be put to death for her actions. So Joseph's going to make a change. He'll treat Mary gently, but nevertheless, he will leave her and maintain his claim of being A righteous man, even in those difficult circumstances. Change is in the air. Then the angel appears to Joseph in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. In other words, you've been changing. You still need to change. But it's different than what you want to do. Do not be afraid of the change to which God is calling you. Do not be afraid to stay with Mary and be a part of this amazing thing God is doing. Do not be afraid of changing your understanding of righteousness. Do not be afraid of of rethinking who you are and taking on this, this new way of thinking and acting to which God is calling you. Do not be afraid to step forward, trusting in God to continue to reveal to you what is next. Bottom line, do not be afraid to change what you are going to do and now stand with Mary and see how things play out. Joseph changes his plans. He takes the angel's advice. The course of his life has changed. No looking back, now he is tied to Mary and to God in new ways the angels advi- the angel advises change and he does but the first change leads to more changes more life saving changes literally life saving The next time an angel visits Joseph, it is after the wise men have left. Presumably Joseph and Mary were going to head home, take baby Jesus on tour, and show him off to all the relatives and neighbors. Get back home, the familiar place, the normal routines. But not quite yet. The next angel visit. Joseph, you need to change direction. Do not go home. Head to Egypt to escape the destructive anger of King Herod. Not quite the plan Joseph had, but he listens to the angel again, changes directions, and heads to Egypt. A change that saves his life. Saves Mary's life. Saves the life of baby Jesus. Angelic advice leading to life-saving changes. Do you hear angelic advice to change in your life? In the movie, The Polar Bear Express, a nostalgic sentiment about Christmas is shared. If you know that movie, you you know that we're told the true spirit of Christmas is in our hearts. Sounds good. May have preached it once or twice. I don't know. But I read an author recently who suggested something different, something the angels point to. The author noted that that we have the angels in the Christmas story because the angels remind us that the true spirit of Christmas is not in our hearts, but in the one who is coming to transform. Remember that the angel tells Joseph, we're going to name the child Jesus because he's coming to save us. That's the the point, the Christ child arrives not as an exclamation point of a great story, but as the one who comes to change the world to transform our very lives. The coming of Jesus means that when we look in the mirror and we see the person who is not quite who we want to be, we can dare to change and work toward the person we believe God is calling us to be. The coming of Jesus means that when we look at our world And we see a place that needs to be changed. We can dare to be instruments of change because God is with us, working and calling us to change the world. Do any of you remember the 1947 movie, The Bishop's Wife? You either like old movies or you are old and watched movies a long time ago if you do. (laughs) It tells the story of an angel named Dudley played by Cary Grant. Quite a handsome angel, I might add. He is sent to help Henry, an Episcopal bishop played by David Niven. Henry is mired in the throes of the egotism and politics of trying to build a grand cathedral. The movie takes place in the midst of the Christmas season. Henry is so busy trying to get the cathedral built that he forgets the important things in his life, like his wife and his daughter. He forgets why Christ came. At every turn, Henry's plans are thwarted eventually permanently. The cathedral's major donor, whom he works on again and again to fund the building of the cathedral, is moved by Dudley, the angel, to give her gifts to care for the poor in their midst. At the film's climax, Henry is frustrated and disheartened by the way his plans have gone awry. And he takes it all out on Dudley, who he thinks has caused it all to happen. Dudley tells Henry, your prayer has been answered. Henry, in confusion and disbelief, responds, that's not true. I was praying for a cathedral. No, Dudley tells him, you were praying for guidance that has been given to you. And Henry discovers he has changed. Instead of building a grand cathedral, he experiences the joy of filling the empty stockings of the poor. The joy of sharing love with his family. Angelic advice changed him. Gave him new life. The angel arrives in a dream and begins with, Do not be afraid. Hear those words. Do not be afraid to change. Do not be afraid to be transformed by the coming of Christ. Do not be afraid of the new life God calls you to have. Do not be afraid because God calls you into a life with the Christ child who becomes our Lord and Savior. Amen.